Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got an interesting question today because our topic is don't ask me to get over it. How many people are asking you to get over grief and loss or giving you those unwritten messages, get over it, right? I love that. People are always saying get over it and have closure. Yeah. Let's move on. It's been two weeks, you know, whatever. You're back at work. Or if you're a teenager or in college like you were, Heidi, people are saying, oh, we'd love to have you at the party, but don't mope, right? Absolutely. There's an idea that eventually we get over the person that died and we never get over it. We no. Live, I learned to live without Scott, but I'm not over him. I never want to be over him. Absolutely. Who'd want to forget all the fun and all the memories you just don't get over? Well, let's take a look at this question from that we got this thought from, from Becky. And Becky says that two years ago in April, her son died. And we're sorry about that, Becky. And he, uh, she says that he drank a lot and that drinking caused his heart to become weak and his heart just quit at night and they were unable to revive him. Mm. So difficult. She said, I'm struggling like everybody. I've got guilt. Uh, I should have been able to help him. He was 36 years old and I didn't live with him, but I should have been able to help him. He feels like her friends have forgotten the loss. It's been two years now. And that experience and think that I should be over it, including my husband, who is his stepdad. I find myself just pretending I'm okay. I'm tired of living like this. Does it ever feel like people want you to get over it, like you need to get over it? Well, Becky, yes, we brought that up at the first. We know a lot of people that want people to get over the grief and loss and, and as quickly as possible. But let's talk about her specific case, Heidi. It's been two years ago, not long, right? No, that's very, very recent. People don't realize that two years no. is, is not uh, a long time. Well, he had an alcohol problem, it sounds like. And, you know, we have had a lot of shows on alcohol, drug abuse, those kinds of things. You know, there's not a lot of sympathy out in society. Let, let me somebody... tell you, my father-in-law, who I adored and loved, died of cirrhosis because he, he drank a lot and it hurt his liver. He was an amazing person. And like you said, there's not a lot of support. In the hospital, one of the doctors was extremely rude to him. And nobody deserves to die. And nobody wants to have a drinking problem. So... I mean, like you said, that, that we, they, we need to give people more support, regardless of how people died. Sometimes if somebody needs us more, we're very involved emotionally and physically and psychologically with that person. So sometimes the bonds can be very intense because maybe you are trying to take care of them and help them. So there's a lot of time that's, that's committed to doing that. Um, and it looks like she's feeling some guilt that she should have been able to help him. Um, even though he was 36. And the reality is, as a parent, it's understandable that you felt that way. It's hard to help adults. You can only help them so much because, you know, at the end of the day, they're adults. I have an adult son and he's an adult. So there's only so much that we can do as parents. And then we have to, you know, let them make the choices. And sometimes it's hard as a parent. If you feel like your child is making choices that are going to hurt them, it's difficult to stand back and watch that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very, very, very hard. And, you know, um, 
no matter what kind of a loss it is, you tend to have some kind of guilt around it. I mean, Heidi, you said before about your brother dying that, you know, you, it should have been you, you know, right. that kind of thing. Why is it them? You know, it should have been me. You know, there's survival guilt. Absolutely. It's enough to go around to fill a whole oh, world. It's to feel like the wrong person died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, brother the, my brother was the only boy. He was the family hero in many ways. We all liked it that way. We want all my sisters. We wanted him to be the family hero. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely felt like the wrong child died when he died. And and as a mother, you feel like uh, you know your your son shouldn't have died. You should mothers take care of their children. Right. You know, and the reality is that you can only do so much, and you know you have to kind of give up that idea. And I think the idea is a little bit too, Heidi, is that if you can figure out how you could have stopped them from dying, then other people wouldn't die. <laughs> the world right. becomes safer. Right. Because it's scary to think that a 36 year old can suddenly die. Even if he drank a lot, you know what? Our bodies can handle a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that drink a lot and they live to, to be old. Right. In their 80s and 90s. Yes. So, um, you know, it's very unusual for a 36-year-old to, to die. Um, and, and if love could, could have saved him, he'd still be here today, Becky. Yeah. You know you loved him or you, you wouldn't have written this heartfelt letter to us. And uh, she put an, another point here that uh, he had a stepdad. Recently, I was talking to a woman who had only been remarried for a couple of years. And I was talking to her husband. And he said... Uh, it was kind of the same situation. He said, this child was a lot of problems for my wife. And I know it's, you know, hard for her now, but her life was very hard with him around. And he said to me something else, though, too. And this is true, Becky. He said, Gloria, it's very hard to be with a grieving person at, at that level in intensity on a daily basis. It is very difficult to be with us. You're, you're making a good point, mom, because, you know, I, I work with a lot of stepfathers and I know a lot of stepfathers at the Compassionate Friends and they are as close to their children as if they were their, their not their stepparent, as if they were regular dads and moms. Mm -hmm. but, but often they've been in the family for a while and they've had, they have very close relationships. And we know that uh, from looking at men in grief that it's uh, often very hard for men to see their wives suffer. Mm -hmm. or, or their partners suffer. They want to do something. Men like to fix and they can't fix you. And he sees you so sad. And it is really hard for him to see you so sad, I'm sure. And he would like you to, he'd like to figure out some way to fix you. And, and if you can't, you may say in a lot of ways, you know, you need to move on. You need to get even subtle or less subtle ways to try to get people to move out of their grief. I, I know as a therapist, I'm sure you've seen it with depression. People want to move people out of these spaces, right? Well, they want to see us the way that we were before the death. Mm -hmm. They want us to return back to that place. And, and even though we're going to have joy eventually and happiness, we're not going to be, we're forever changed. I wasn't, I will not be the same person that I was prior to Scott's death. Mm -hmm. um, but it is hard because people want you to be the fun Heidi. And, you know, everybody always said, if you can find the part, Heidi, you can find the party. And after Scott died, that wasn't true you know? <laughs> because I, I didn't want to go back to, you know, it took me a long time to get back on track with that fun part of me. Yeah, but you're back with it. And people need oh, to know that back. you are back. Hang yeah. in with us, people. Just, just, We've had a loss. Hang in with us. There is that part of us there. 
that will come back. And again, Becky, two years is not a long time. And our heart goes out to you. And we want to thank you so much for reaching out to us and asking that question. We always say, you know, closure is for bank accounts, not love accounts. We are not over the, we are not over the person. We're learning to live without them. That's what I say to people when they say, are you over it? Mm -hmm. I say, I have learned to live without Scott in my life and I've learned to live with them in a different way. I'm continuing bonds in a different way, but I'm not over him and I never want to be. All right. And Heidi and Ani want to remind you all that if you've lost hope, please come to Open to Hope and lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.